0: Okay. Go. 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 Oh, okay, go okay. as in the band, or as okay, in... just go and start the podcast?
1: Well, your your choice. I'm happy either way.
0: Whatever. Let's get over it. Um, so, welcome back to the Dot 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 Podcast. This has been the longer of the hiatuses, I believe, that we've... Uh, <laughs> We're just pushing you know, for a new record. Yeah, last time I mentioned, hey... Uh, you know, we just keep kicking the can further down the road, and this time we went even further. So we're setting records at this pace. Uh, Next you know, we'll... county
1: over now, bud.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think, um, you know, some exciting things have happened, and uh, you made it pretty clear. You're like, uh, we definitely need to chit-chat uh, this evening, if at all possible. Right. So here we are this evening. Chit-chatting. Uh, chit-chatting, making it possible. Yes. <clears throat> so... Let's just do like a quick recap, or not recap, but like a, where, how have things been going? What you have been up to?
1: Uh, I've been on and off from being busy or being completely useless.
0: Um, <laughs> somewhere in between. I, it's I kind lost. Of, <laughs> it was
1: kind of somewhere in between. I was kind of at a marathon of just trying to work and get a whole bunch of stuff done. And uh, then somewhere around Sunday... I really lost a lot of motivation. So, what is it, Friday? Damn. <laughs> it's probably time to do something.
0: I have right. five days unaccounted for.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good for me, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not too bad. But, yeah, you know, pr- pretty good. Been, been slightly busy, but kind of took a little relaxed time and just a little bit of, um, kind of refocus. And just, it's easy. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, maybe you feel the same way, but like, I mean, what's been going back to like, going back to work been like for you? Like, have you, are you still, are you still working like the same hours? Is it still, it's like eight to five or whatever? Like every day, do you do 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 anything? Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's definitely been, you know, the standard, uh, the standard work day. And, um, which get this man, if I'm going to gripe and complain for a split second, I was told, Hey, you're coming back full time on this date. And I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. You know, all things, all good things come to an end. Uh, so, you know, I went back to work and I started realizing that like the other half of the people there were not coming back and Oh, like I just kind of, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. I'm not, you know, that's not fair kind of guy. So, um, I just kind of kept my mouth shut about it. And then finally, like one day they were like, Hey, how come you're not like teleworking part time? And I was like, well, I was told to be here full time, like all the time. And they're like, Oh, well, it's a good thing you have been here. Cause like. We've, you've gotten a lot done and they've got me, you know, leading and, you know, supervising some people that need some supervising. And, um, but at the same time, man, it was just like, what everybody, I was supposed to be part-time this whole time. And you know, but, uh, so you've just
1: been working full-time and been getting paid the same as everybody else who basically hasn't been doing shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: something, something like that. Okay. I, I think that's, <laughs> I, I think that's the, yeah, that's the closest, that's probably the closest way to say, that politically correct but yeah um <laughs> wow but yeah damn okay
1: <laughs> so it's uh, that bad okay
0: yeah no it's really not that right, bad I'm it's sure. just it was just kind of funny like i just like my my boss guy looks at me and goes, how come you haven't been teleworking and i was like because you guys told me to come right. back full time <laughs> like I, it was very clear i can show you the text message that says full time starting monday yes so i have fun.
1: inconsistencies with the things at my job like that communication at my right at my work too just like oh i didn't know that was or was not happening so right but other than that
0: um you know nothing nothing too crazy new my sister and her husband and their two kids came down here to visit us which was nice to break up the kind of the boring monotony that's
1: nice that's nice
0: but they were only here for like two days and then they had to go back and you know, life went back to boring and monotonous. So, right. uh, but here we are good But anyway. That's good. So, uh, you know, we always kind of timestamp these, uh, based on COVID numbers. And I don't know that this will always remain like a COVID conversation, so to speak, but because, uh, as some of the topics I want to talk on are definitely segue moments, uh, out of this. And, but, um, let's go ahead and timestamp this with like body count and Virus and all that good stuff. So as of right now, there are six hundred, or sorry, six million thirty thousand cases uh, worldwide, with three hundred and sixty-six thousand deaths. Now zooming that in on the United States, we have one point seven, yeah, we'll call it one point eight million of those cases, and we have surpassed one hundred thousand deaths. Uh, here in the States. And we're at 104,542. Quite um, a landmark, as, quite a landmark. Right. As of this 29th of May. Um, wow. So, you know, I've brought it up a handful of times that that number has been, you know, a point of contention for sure. Like, you know, originally saying 2 million people then backing down to 200,000 and then saying, no, 100,000 is realistic. No, we think we're going to be good at 60. And it's inevitable that the numbers are just going to keep climbing. So, um, and then today I saw that the CDC is projecting um, 123,000 total deaths by June 20th. So, t- 20 days from now, they're expecting an increase of 23,000 deaths. Right. So we're not slowing down. You can call it logarithmic. You can call it a plateau. You can do whatever you want, dude, but it's not slowing down.
1: No, I mean, it's it's not going to either. And I, I believe I'm. it's really starting to become apparent how normalized it's become for a larger percentage of the population. Um, you know, just, just to be like, okay, well, this is happening, but I'm going out. Like, I have to do it. And I think probably a lot of people are guilty of it and either you know they're either proud of doing it they're like i'm going out and doing whatever i want or they're like i just have to do something and i'm like i don't want to not do my part but my god man like if i'm just safe and take you know like take precautions, i've got to do something you know but it is becoming normalized for people i think they're just like well this is just what it is and um you know it's that's not going to slow down there hasn't been once again like we just, there's, you know, there's no good really, like, leader on what we're supposed to be doing, except for just whatever your governor says or your mayor, so.
0: And even that, dude, like, the the divide and the, the different approach is just astronomical. So It's crazy. where where are you guys at now in LA? Like, what, do you have any, you know, things that have gone back to, like, official normal or, you know, permitted normal, or... Or are you guys still experiencing that the, the a pretty uh, strict kind of lockdown kind of situation?
1: Well, today was just a big day overall, I guess. Really, um, yeah. Like today, Los Angeles like announced, or actually, Newsom announced, like, um, like just basically made the announcement, said like, okay, like every jurisdiction in Los in California, like basically, can do whatever they want within these parameters and guidelines. So. Um, pretty soon we're going to be reopening restaurants, barbershops, hair salons. I know the malls are opening. Um, now all these places that are reopening have to meet, you know, a particular criteria, whether it be like capacity, you know, right. being filled or like every, you know, everybody wearing PPP, there just has to be phys- you know, social distancing measures in place. Um, people who are See you know being seated outdoor at a restaurant or a curbside pickup. They're supposed to be like prioritized. Um, you they want you to make reservations. Like, they're, but they're still not going to have bars. Um, it was oh, and here I just I was looking for it. The occupancy capacity is limited to sixty percent. So a restaurant or I think anywhere really can't have more than sixty percent of their. I guess that's just the fire code capacity. I don't really know yeah, what else that's based think- on. So.
0: Right. Um so, so yeah, have you that's gonna have be... you like personally been going out at all? Have you changed any of your your standards?
1: Um I mean not really just because there's nothing to do. Um we did have a visitor come and stay with us, our our buddy and former podcast guest, um stay with us for like a couple of days, but he's also been in quarantine and hasn't been sick, and neither have we. So I don't know. I see a lot of people doing that. Like, people who are close, you know, close-knit ties with people. I see people, I see those people hanging out to some degree. Right. Um, We did do that. He stayed in town for a couple days over Memorial Day. Um, We saw a couple of our other friends whom (coughs) we also know have not been working and have not been out. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't know. Like, at this point, you kind of think, like, look, I mean, I know that they haven't been at work. I know that all they've done is go to the grocery store. Like, what are you going to do, man? Like, I don't. Yeah, and, but, and then even in that situation, like, we don't really, you know, we're not kissing on each other or anything. Um, no. Um, I'm just, anytime we go somewhere, if we're going to go to the store or we're going to go to the dispensary or whatever, like, putting on gloves and a mask and to bringing the hand sanitizer with us in case we have to touch cash, and it's just the new normal of doing that all the time, and that's kind of normal now, so I don't really right. think about it. So even if my habits do change, like... And like I start trying to be more normal or whatever, I'm still doing that all the time. It's like second nature now to just do that.
0: It is. I know. I know the first few times I went out and put on a mask and and stuff like that, I felt goofy. You know, I was just sure. like, man, there's like ten percent of the store wearing a mask, and I'm one of them. I kind of look like, you know, I might as well wrap a bunch of tinfoil around my hat while I wear my <laughs> or around my head while I wear my mask, sure. and you know, some ridiculous shirt saying I'm freaked out
1: right now. <laughs>
0: um but now it's totally standard if anything you're looking at the people that aren't wearing those things and you're like ah quite brave aren't we
1: yeah and people are definitely doing some weird shit you know we were at i didn't get to witness hardly any of this because i'm have blinders onto the world but i we went to the we had to stop at an atm the other day and sarah witnessed a confrontation in which two people you know got into it over one of them not wearing a mask and somebody said, like, you know, get the go the fuck home. You're not even wearing a mask. And I believe the person receiving that insult says something about, like, oh yeah, I bet you believe in abortion. You know, it's getting real weird. Oh wow. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just like I mean, this is making people crazy. That's just the it thing. Really it's is. just people are going nuts. And I mean, you can almost say, like, this is all there is to say about coronavirus right now, because we've kind of said everything that's relevant right now, other than like, I know Donald Trump said that he wants to have guaranteed hundred million syringes or something by of the vaccine that doesn't exist yet by the end of this year and five hundred yeah. million by the end of next year. I don't even know what else to be said about coronavirus. Um yeah,
0: it's it's kind of funny. Like I I still turn on the news hoping or hoping. Hoping. I can't talk. I, I still turn on the news hoping that like there's gonna be some some new coverage. And it's really fallen like out of the limelight, man. Like it's like coronavirus is so, like, I think I sent you a, a text joking around. It's like, oh, that's so February, March, you know, it, it's really right. just kind of taking a back seat to everything else. It's like people have accepted this to be the new norm and we just live life like this. And it's not so much of a concern anymore when in all reality, essentially the numbers are still on the same trajectory as they were uh, when we were first taking on the efforts of you know, social distancing and and all those types of things. So it's still very prevalent in my mind. It's not a dead issue because there's still not a vaccine. There's still no cure. There's still no therapeutics. People are still in, in the hospitals, but I think it's because it's, it's not going to snowball into that ridiculous situation. They were talking about by like hospitals being overran and tent hospitals and things like that. I think people because it never went to that, and it's not going to likely go to that. Everybody's like, "Oh, well, I can live like this. This isn't that big a deal." And and now other things are taking you know taking the the front page of the news, and coronavirus is just like a an afterthought.
1: Well, what's crazy is I think that this is how I've seen everything as. It's not so much as coronavirus as an afterthought, so much as Just still being in awe of how, yeah, well, it's not, like, the headline. Everything, oh, nearly, it seems like nearly everything right now is just exacerbated because of it. Like, any time I see a news story or whatever, I'm like, well, this basically is somehow derivative, or, you know, not derivative, but, like, uh, you know, caused by the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, in, in some way, you know, everybody's being affected by it. So, like, it's just, like, an underlying, like, Thing that's just a little more muted that's there all the time i mean our day the daily new cases like that number is slowly but steadily dropping like it is technically lower on average now than it has been or you know or than it was since the end of march to like basically the end of april where it was pretty consistent it has dropped some and i say some hesitantly lightly yes lightly yeah. Um, Because some days are, you know, worse than others. Like today we had like 25,000 new cases were reported today. Um, But it was just a couple days ago, a few days ago, there was only like 14,000 cases. You know what I mean? So it's just, just kind of depends on when you're looking and whatever. But now that these states are starting to open, I mean, I do think that you're going to see more in the rural states. It's just not going to be the same kind of shocking numbers. I mean, it's just going to be more relative to the area there. And I don't know how... I don't know how that's going to affect small areas. Like, I mean, we know how it's going to affect it, but I just don't know when. And I mean, I hope it. I would hope it doesn't get any worse. But you know, we know that's not going
0: to happen. And you know, that there's another thing too. There's a little flip flop. Uh, You know, they were saying, "Oh, we're looking at the possible like a resurgence or another spike in the fall." And now, Fauci, who doesn't get nearly the face time that he had before, so I'm hoping that means that he's able to be. Uh, more hands-on and you know doing research and you know more uh, involved in the decisions that are made about what how data is being collected he said the other day he goes there's a really good chance we won't see a resurgence Um, and that's if but only if we continue to do what we've been doing and I don't know if that's like a you know a tongue-in-cheek way of saying like you know uh, keep doing what you're doing or you're not doing enough so turn it back on and you know Ignore what the president's saying about everything's fine, and oh man, I don't know. I, I kind of miss the the task force briefings because at least I felt like there was one focal point that could that I could trust as far as who was giving me information. Now it's like, what what news source are you going to turn on, and what hearsay are they going off of, and you know, are you manipulating or are you interpreting the numbers for yourself? I don't know. It's just, do you, like, am I the only one? That, like between you and me, like that that thinks that like that. I thought the the task force briefings were fantastic, just because at least you were hearing some expert who was giving a big picture understanding of it. And now it's like there's really no spokesperson anymore.
1: No, I mean there there's not gonna be. <laughs> I mean, of course, right. of course, you miss that because you want to be informed about what's going on in the world around you. But they don't they they don't want to do deal with that at all. I mean that's who and who would want i don't i don't necessarily blame them but it's pretty irresponsible in my opinion like to just completely like i don't know i don't feel like i've heard anything about the coronavirus like in a hot minute in a weird way just like we were just saying and i I mean they don't want people to think about that as uh, not in the way that we have thought about it like oh it's affecting us it's affecting us now it's about like shifting blame and like doing something about it and You know what I mean? It's not about like reminding us that we all have to stay home and be distant and stuff like that. Now it's about like being on the offensive about it.
0: Um, well, speaking, speaking of which, I think think you just naturally segue to some of the notes that I've got. So, oh my God, is the United States in the blame business now, man? Like, holy cow, I cannot get over it. Um, my personal interpretation. So let, let' well first of all, let's let's cover like some of the big news from today. Um, very much so, pointing the finger at China for um, quite a bit, quite a bit. You're the one that kind of turned me onto this. You're like, holy cow, did you see what happened? And um, and I watched President Trump give an address, pretty much just saying that you know China is the biggest monster that ever existed, and we're done with it. Um, and you know, separating from the World Health Organization and deciding to allocate those funds elsewhere. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Like um, trade agreements, things like that. Sitting there blaming them on on their structure of how they've dealt with Hong Kong. Yeah. Um. Oh man, how they've how they protected the information about coronavirus. Like it's just one thing after the other, and I cannot help but wonder. If this has a hundred percent to do with the numbers. So remember I, I mentioned at the beginning, like two million people were what we were projecting. And then they said, No, we think we can handle this and get it down as low as sixty thousand. And like you said, they have got to keep that number down, man. Like that was an obligation. And now that they couldn't keep it down and it continues to climb, they have to shift all the blame that now it's all because China, you know, dropped the ball right at the beginning. And dude, it's it, that part to me is so obvious that it is just a blame game on China and then they can stack on all the other things. I personally think it's tied significantly to coronavirus, but what do you think? Like is it are you seeing another layer to this that I that I haven't caught on to yet?
1: Well, I mean, there's so many this is such a big onion, it's unbelievable. I mean, yes, by the way just to agree with and reiterate your point i mean it seems pretty incredible that you know nearly right at the moment when we re- find out that there are a hundred thousand confirmed death and u- deaths in the united states like suddenly boom like we gotta do something about it like i don't know like i mean i guess that makes sense you mark milestone numbers with action or something but right you know that was that was big um You know, I mean, China is also China and they're, they are the worst, (laughs) you know, like they're, they're terrible. You know what I mean? The, the, I see like one, you know, I see why Donald Trump did what he did as far as like not recognizing Hong Kong as an autonomous trading partner, because, you know, China has been routing, uh, you know there have been shipping routes that go from China through Hong Kong so they can avoid paying tariffs like i get why yeah. he did it um i wish that he was doing a little more to I, I mean i don't know i guess like what can he what can he do other than like sanction or do whatever to them like, he can't like go in and physically stop them i think he can I, I believe it seemed like he offered his support to the people of Hong Kong today but and he was pretty harsh you know um on the regime for like moving on this about 30 years too soon um right. but i mean I, I think yes this has every this has coronavirus is definitely the catalyst for it i mean everything is speeding up because of this thing like this thing is mm-hmm. like accelerating everything it it feels like to me like everybody's individual's like individual lives seem to be slowing down but somehow you know um everything else seems to be coming to the forefront because of this you know, so yeah. I I don't know, I'm, I thought it was pulling out of the World Health Organization, I mean, he's been threatening to do that, we knew he was going to do that.
0: Yeah, that, I think that was essential, that needed to happen.
1: I mean, and I don't, I honestly am just not informed enough to know, like, really if they are that, that owned, but I, I would imagine they are, I mean, China is a, they've, they've been doing things, you know, basically a war of diplomacy or lack of diplomacy for the last 30 40 years you know they've just been doing at war without firing a a shot you know just going in and doing economic warfare intellectual property warfare i mean he is right about that that's i don't think there's any doubt that there's plenty of no. counterfeit shit that comes from china <laughs> like
0: but do you think do you think we're doing something same the same
1: from them yeah i mean
0: it's a two-sided war. Probably. So the cold, like I, there's like a dozen movies I've seen, like where, what's the one where like Ben Affleck and, uh, the, the nukes and whatever.
1: The sum they, of all fears. Said,
0: there you go. That's the one. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, they, they talk about <laughs> it that they, they they keep back channels open for communication. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's doing the same thing to each other, especially the higher, you know, the, the higher power. Right. right? right. So, you know, it's or it's ignorant to believe that we're not, you know, equal in that as we both are are competing to become superpowers, um, some more than others, obviously. Um, but I I think that we we have a you know a uh, a language about China and China has a language about us, so to speak, and we both paint each other in a picture to be the bad guy. Uh, I think coronavirus when it first kicked off was like the prime example of that. We're like, oh, well, they got this from wet markets and they're they're nasty. And they were sitting there saying, no, the U.S. military planted this. Well, somewhere in the middle there, there is a truth, you know. Right. <laughs> not saying that the military had any, anything to do with it. No, right. But I think that everybody's going to deflect a little bit to to disassociate themselves with any involvement that they may or may not have had. Oh, my God. Everybody's going
1: to be running away from this as fast as they can. I mean.
0: Yeah and 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 that's what's happening now. You know, essentially the administration in an election year is running away from the blame game that surely the the Democrats are going to try to pin on on them. Look, you guys said you had it under control and it wasn't going to be a big deal and now you know, you said it was going to be 60,000 and now it's 125,000 or whatever it's going to be, you know, as time goes on. Um so they're definitely going to use that. So I think it was a smart play by by the Trump administration to say, no, this is all China's fault. You know, it would have never, this would have never even found its way to our shores if it weren't for China. And oh, by the way, China's also horrible trade partners and they've been doing industrial industrial espionage and, you know, just so on, like everything, you know, just they're going to compile it all to make it look like we have done amazing things actually considering the enemy that we've been fighting. Right. Uh, The scary thing is, is how far do they take
1: it? Oh, I mean, it's, you know, everything's at stake. I mean, the whole, the whole, everything. I mean, they'll they'll take it as far as they want to take it. You know what I mean? Like, as far as they feel like, like, are you talking about the American administration or the Chinese administration? Because I feel like both of them will do whatever it takes to retain, you know, ultimate, you know, ultimate sovereignty and unto themselves and like whatever's going to get them the best deal. Like, I mean...
0: And yeah. the only thing I, you so can do nowadays
1: is an economic war. Like there's nothing else you can't there's not gonna be a land invasion from China. I mean, I don't think so. Like that right. would be a pretty bold yeah. move, Cotton. Um, but <laughs> it would be gnarly. it would be retarded. I mean, I just don't know anyway, I don't even want to imagine what that would look like. You know, right. they're not gonna nuke anybody, I don't think. That doesn't seem like a good move either. Um right. that whole mutual annihilation thing is seems pretty well sealed. Um so <laughs> God I hope I mean yeah, I, I mean I don't I don't I don't know what's what's gonna happen, but I I think we're gonna see something interesting happen soon. And I know that's the most stupid fucking statement I could have made, but like I, I do. I just I just think something really odd is gonna happen soon. I noticed the I sent you a picture as soon as um as soon as the president made that speech today, Sarah and I looked at each other. I was like, let's look at the stock market right now. Let's just look at the Dow Jones and just see what it's doing. And right at the moment it had taken a pretty big, like a pretty big, like dip, whatever, like just larger than I would have thought it would have had for the moment. And then immediately, as soon as the address was over, I mean, within five minutes it had like juiced, like considerably, like you know, s- several hundred points, like three hundred points or something, four hundred points. Wow. It was quite a bit, and I was just surprised. I was like, "Well, this doesn't seem right, though." Like this, this sounded to me like an economic, you know, trade war against, like, you know, with one of our trading, our biggest trading partner. I, th- I would imagine, I think, um, or at least one of the biggest. So, yeah, why is the market reacting like this? I, I don't know. I just feel like something's going to happen. Soon, I mean, can we talk about just a couple other thing, crazy things that happened today? I mean, there's been all that shit that's happening in Minneapolis. Watched a CNN reporter get arrested live.
0: Well, hold on, don't before you spoil it. I want to mention one other interesting whiz thing that I noticed that happened right around the same time Uh, as as uh, Trump kind of smacking China on their pee pee, Mm -hmm. and then the you know the stock market jumping, all that good stuff. Did you see that pretty much right around the same time, like within the same news hour, um, the World Health Organization halted uh, their hydroxychloroquine trials? I did not see uh, that. To do a safety review because of uh, what acclaimed uh, risk to heart issues and possible death. So, man, like I've, I've watched too many movies, I think, that I cannot help but wonder you know who is behind hydroxychloroquine because that thing it just keeps making its name into the media and is this like some scheme to to line the pockets of of pharmaceutical companies or something like that? hey we're going to release a virus and you're going to have this miracle drug and maybe that it didn't take off the way they wanted it to i don't know i'm no expert i'm not read in on it but man i can't help but wonder cuz that damn hydroxychloroquine name keeps presenting itself at at the moment of every major news headline. And it just it really begs the question. Um, at least with me, like I'm curious about it because it doesn't make sense that it literally pops up every time a major decision happens. Trump's like, yeah, I'm voluntarily taking it because it feels good. I I figure why not? And people are like, wait, don't do that, because it's going to kill you. And you're like, okay, whatever. And here we are. With Trump saying, World Health Organization, we're done with you. And they said, that's okay, whatever. Their response is, well, we're not going to test this drug anymore. You know, that seems like a bold statement. Like, there's something else behind it.
1: I mean, where did it even come from, either? I mean, that's the thing. Like, there was, exactly. there was no, like, suddenly just one day you started hearing about this. And the hydroxychloroquine. Exactly. Aura. So, um, I'm going to look something up here real quick. Um. I've and you're right, I've always only seen something positive from the Trump administration and everything else everybody says is that for this it is not good. For malaria and lupus and arthritis, whatever, great. But for this, no, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like right. that's it. And I, I think the, the the World Health Organization stopped uh a few days ago actually um doing that.
0: Oh uh, well I found the new I found the headline like literally Trump addresses you know intentions to separate World Health Organization, and literally like two or three headlines down, it said that. And I and I opened it up, and I was like, "Oh my well, god!" I think like, it's even more weird. it's
1: even more telling that I mean, the news articles I'm reading are that from four days ago they stopped hydroxychloroquine trials by the World Health Organization, and now is when we pull out. That is, I right. find that a lot more interesting um, right. than them stopping after we pull out. That that seems more interesting to me um yeah so and i don't know why i don't know why that came out i don't know where it came from i don't know why he started touting it with seriously as far as we know like no evidence i think maybe they started in italy maybe was that where a where it started or something maybe they were trying it somewhere and just those people didn't die i think was that's that was how they their metric for whether it worked or not they just didn't die yeah. you know um,
0: <laughs> everybody's dying within 24 hours and these guys are alive and 30 hours, so it's got to right. be good, and right? And I
1: think that, you know, there's probably been mutations of the virus that, you know, have been more receptive to one kind of treatment over another, especially depending on what kind of person you are and how old you are and what your health is like and so on and so forth. So I I don't know. That whole thing is is really odd to me. It just It's just a really strange thing that just came out of nowhere. And, you know, obviously three months ago, nobody could even – nobody would even know how to pronounce that word. You know, the average person would be able to pronounce that word. Um, or let alone have ever heard it before.
0: And I want to say in around like, like late February, maybe early March, there was some talk about, you know, the stocks associated with hydroxychloroquine and, um, Trump was like friends with the guy that, you know, was the CEO for the company that was part of, I know the whole thing just, I don't know. It stinks. There's. I feel like there's something in there somewhere that it's. It's not the, not the the company line that we get to hear as a general public. But it, I think there's something there. But anyway.
1: Yeah. It's, it's something. Something don't just stink. Something rotten. Something's bud. filthy,
0: and I don't like something it. Rotten. Um. So speaking of which, racism, man. It's on. It's alive in America right now, isn't it?
1: it sure is, bud.
0: Like apparently, um, apparently we all hate each other. Um, so if you live under a rock and you haven't heard a, uh, a white police officer by the name of Derek Chauvin, uh, I guess he was like an 18 year veteran on the Minneapolis, uh, police department or many the Minneapolis police force, if you will. He was, uh, arresting a man for trying to use a counterfeit $20 bill and uh, got him handcuffed long story short he put his knee on his neck for approximately nine minutes and this gentleman uh by the name expired. of George floyd perished and died uh, by injuries sustained we're assuming from uh from this arrest it's been videotaped oh my god like I've seen the video I'm sure you saw the video Adam uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I I don't know. I guess what I think is, it was a little ridiculous. I think that the guy really probably didn't need to kneel on his neck for nine minutes. I know that had they just done anything about this, they could have prevented a whole bunch of rioting. I know that, um, it's not worth that kind of shit for a $20 counterfeit bill. no. I know that um, I, I I know that the original autopsy report came out today, and said that it was actually underlying health problems, were which ultimately led to Mr. Floyd's death. So the family is. Going to go through the process of getting a private autopsy. Yeah, I
0: just saw that that
1: they're they're enlisting the help of uh,
0: I think it's that guy it says uh, Michael ba- Doctor Michael Badden. I think he might be the guy from that was like on the the he's like he does the famous autopsies and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Would he did the Epstein one too. Or? I
0: believe so. I think it's that guy who's like right. very thick New York accent and uh, you know has a has a prestige
1: about him. So. The guy who in long form said Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Which hey, let's be honest. Right. Yes. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Um
0: Yeah. So I mean my my two cents on it is straight up is that cop murdered that guy. Totally. Like no no ifs, ands, or buts. Um is was it a like a, a murder of him intentionally strangling the guy? I won't say I won't go that far, but he is completely responsible for his death when a police officer puts matching bracelets on you he is taking custody of you and their responsibility you're their responsibility at that point point. and man it was I was talking to to my wife about it it straight up looked like he the cop was too prideful to take a correction from anybody else but you know law enforcement
1: Right, yeah. I
0: mean, I think the person that was uh, videotaping or at least like one of the voices in the background said, I'm an EMT um, or like I guess they're a firefighter. There were some some sort of uh, – they had a training in the medical field and they said, check his pulse, check his pulse. He's not like, what are you doing? Like you're going to kill that guy. And it just kept escalating and escalating and he just would not move. Uh, to I mean, he quit resisting within – you know, a couple seconds, like he was, he was kind of resistant and wiggling around. Um, But within like the, the next minute he stopped and he even said, Hey, I want to get in the car. And they said, just don't move. And they just did not let him up. So yeah, that guy, that cop is completely responsible for it. Um, He has a history of violent acts and, and stuff like that. So, you know, that uh, obviously the, that type of news is going to come out when, when these headlines come out. Oh yeah. But yeah, completely responsible, in my personal opinion. Um, I usually kind of side with cops on on stuff because I think they have a very challenging job, um, and more often than not, I think uh, I think the media wants wants us to hate <laughs> wants us to hate law enforcement for some reason or another. But this particular case. Um,
1: no yeah that was that was police brutality tenfold i don't th- i don't think the pol- i don't think the media wants us to hate the police i don't think that i don't think anybody really wa- i mean that yeah people fuck the police okay and the re- there's a reason why there's that saying you know what i mean <clears throat> i think what you know i think what needs to happen is there just needs to be like just a higher standard. I mean, cops make a pretty decent salary. I mean, cops make decent money. Yeah. Um, they should they should meet a pretty, pretty strict requirement to do it. I think there's just a lot of, you know, municipalities who just need cops. And so they have such low, you know, they just don't have a super high standard for what becomes a, you know, for who can become a police officer. You know, it just doesn't take, you don't have to be a genius to become a police officer. And I'm not saying we enlist, you know, a squad of geniuses. I don't think that's possible, but I mean, uh, there was a a picture I found today from this woman who was protesting in like 2015, and it says we her, her she was holding like a sign that she had made. it says we live in a world where trained cops can panic and act on impulse, but untrained civilians must remain calm with a gun in their face. So, I mean, I think that's part of it too. Like, I feel like cops, you know, they're they're in a lot of dangerous situations, but they treat you can't treat every single situation like. It's life or death because it's not, <laughs> you know, like it just, in fact, it rarely is and rarely should be, you know, and I right. think you have a pretty good, you sh- as a police officer, you should have enough training to know exactly what the difference is, you know, like you really should. And you, it was obvious that there was a difference between life and death and a non-threatening situation for this guy in Minnesota, you know? Yeah, he was um, he was completely overstepping his bounds. Um, and there's no consequence. I mean, this guy's gonna face a consequence, maybe. Well, and, but, and that's I mean
0: So it's interesting you say that because one of the things I wanted to fully understand is what is the difference between first, second, third degree murder and and manslaughter? Intent. So, intent. It, it's all intent, obviously. But yeah. he was so this cop was finally arrested after all the rioting and everything that's been going on, which yeah, four days talk about yeah. that separately. But Um, he was finally arrested and he's been charged with third degree murder slash manslaughter. Right. So, um, and, and oddly enough, like my kids get this, you know, they're six and nine and they understand because we were talking to them about it and they're like, well, what's first degree murder? And it's like, well, I want to kill you. So I make you dead. That's essentially first degree murder. Um, you know, there's, there's a plan and an intent in there. Uh, you, you brought lethal means all the way down to manslaughter, which is, you know, I guess I am the one who's responsible for the reason you're no longer alive. Um, and the, and it's kind of interesting when you really think about that, like when you, when a prosecutor decides that they are going to, um, to go after somebody to, to arrest them and charge them with a crime, they're only going to do that if they think that they have a really good chance at winning. So they obviously can't prove that he set out to murder this man, that this this cop set out to murder this man. So that takes first degree murder off the table. He right. didn't wake up that day and say, I'm going to go kill me a guy that I'm going to put in handcuffs today. That definitely didn't appear to be the case. Um, they would have an impossible time trying to prove that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way they could prove
0: that. <laughs> right. but So check this out, though. Oftentimes what's going to end up happening is they'll go, they'll threaten a higher level crime and that's what they'll arrest you for. But then they know good and well that they're going to, they're going to try to offer you a plea bargain of a lesser crime. Yeah, you're going to plead out or something. Yeah. Right. So you're, we're going to charge you with first degree murder, um, but you can take this plea of guilty and we'll, we'll reduce it down to manslaughter, something like that. So that's the scary thing. Like you said, if this guy gets, you know, if he gets found guilty and whatnot. So if he is going to, they're either going to totally nail a case for third degree murder slash manslaughter, or he's going to plea out at something else. Like, what is the next level down from, like, what does a plea bargain on a manslaughter case even equate to?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, you are completely leaving out the option of going to trial, which he well, absolutely of could. And I mean, you know, that could totally happen and he could totally be found not guilty and be completely acquitted. Um, And if that were to happen, just based off the events that have happened in Minneapolis already, I'd like to redirect your attention to April 26th, 1992 and see what happens, you know, then uh, whenever you acquit police officers. So um, if but if he does plead out, yeah, he's going to get. You know A few years Maybe Or um, You know 18 months Or he'll You know I, I don't Maybe, he, maybe he'll maybe he get nothing Maybe he'll just be fired And Well he's already you been know, fired Yeah He was I guess, fired within, I guess 20,
0: uh, within 48 hours of Of
1: Of the Well debt. I'm just Okay then part of his punishment Might have already been served You know I mean it just depends on Right I mean, it's this, this whole thing's political. It just depends on how it plays out politically. Like, whoever's in charge there, whoever wants to swing their political dick is going to do that now because that's what this is now. This has nothing to do with justice anymore. Right. It is so, completely, you know, here's, political.
0: Here's the piece that really, really, really frustrates me. The, the, the blanks in this narrative are completely being filled by the media with regard to race. So this has officially turned into a race a white on black race crime of this is a white cop murders a black guy. Those just so happen to be conditions of the crime if you really think about it. There's nothing right. that's been shown that he was you know there was racial you know prejudice or you know any kind of tendency associated with this at all. But now it's turned into a you know, Black Lives Matter thing, and uh, you know all these riots and everything are centric around the race factor. When in all reality, there is nothing about the situation that arose that shows that it was that it was racially fueled in any way, shape, form, or fashion.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I just said. It's all political now. Right. I mean, everybody who has a political stake is going to rate. You know, make their stake in this thing. Like, of course, it of course. But, you know, and we don't – obviously, we don't know. Like, this cop didn't say, like, I'm going to kill this black guy. Well, I'll like, bet you – It didn't happen like that. If,
0: I'll bet you $100 within the next six weeks, some video comes out of this cop drinking a beer saying the with N-word. With Mark
1: Furman or something. Yeah, yeah
0: with Mark Furman <laughs> saying the N-word. Like, oh, yeah. that thing's going to get cooked up in a in a media lab somewhere just to yeah. make – to you know, to for, further the point that, you know, the liberal media is trying to paint that there is um, – You know, there's racial intent. Uh, I mean, I think that
1: yeah, but I think that there is a, you know, pretty historical, you know, record of, you know, police brutality or or police killings more so on the black community than you know the community, as far as I know. Like, and that could be see that could be wrong. And and I I think
0: and that's my point is I think the media wants you to believe that they want you to believe that.
1: I mean, let's just see if we can find some statistics. I mean, I
0: right, but they but they want you to believe that that white cops hate black guys, you know, and there's another thing too. Since when, since when did it become okay? Since when did it become okay to say black guy? I remember growing up, like saying somebody was black was like kind of faux pas. And, you know, we were at least in in my, my generation, I feel like I I was reinforced that they were, they're African American. And now it's just like white guy kills black guy. And you're like, mm-hmm Did we just call him black like
1: that's i don't know that I'm in sure itself there, seems
0: insensitive
1: i'm sure there's somebody out there who is offended by me saying black person or white person instead of anglo-saxon or african um, <laughs> descent person you know right. i don't know like there's also a thing like i mean how pc do we want to be man like i'm not going right. to use racial epithets or anything like that but that would be <laughs> inappropriate and also not in my thought pattern or nature so yeah um but like I don't know, it, it was just using an abridged term. I mean, no, but no, no, I, don't no, know. You're I know, totally it's just, right. But I mean, even in, even in the media, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, like I, man, I'm, I'm I mean, just, it's just scrolling through. It just gets to the point.
0: I'm just scrolling through headlines and watching TV and stuff, and it was just like a black man died today. You're like, oof, man that that's that sounds a little harsh. Um, but maybe that's just a a blinder that I've got on because I th- I feel like growing up, maybe it was kind of a byproduct of the of Rodney King you know like in the mid 90s and everything people didn't say black man because it that was that was insensitive you know unless you were a black man and even then you know like it was it was just kind of a you don't need to say something that's so obvious to describe the tide
1: turns the tide turns on those political correct they do they do it's, it's just it just is what it is but yeah I mean that that whole thing's been crazy I mean and gosh, so many other cities were protesting too, you know, Denver, Los Angeles, yeah. like you know, I just praying to God that no cops do anything stupid in like Chicago this weekend. All those people fired up from Minneapolis, like a two hour drive, dog. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be it could be insane. I you know, I, I don't know why I, I think it's just I mean, you're always gonna get headlines when white police officers kill a black man because you're just going to. Like it there's you know, there's a perceived and and, and real uh, racial inequality in our country. Like, that's still a thing. It just is. And, of course, like, if the, if the media is liberally driven, I mean, liberals typically want to see, you know, by and large, they want to see, like, equality for everybody and whatever. And, and to some degree, that's a little too crazy. But, I mean, general equality for how you're treated as a human being, especially by the police officers, by, you know, a police force you know, is disproportionately skewed against the African-American population. Um, I th- I think that's pretty well known. I mean, I don't think that's maybe true in every city, but I do believe that that's kind of a... I mean, am I just basing that on nothing? I mean, I don't know. I think I,
0: so. There's there's a big part of me that completely agrees with you. There's a big part of me that's like, yeah, I mean, I could say that that's probably the, the case. But I... I think a lot of that belief is coming from the fact that that's what's fed to us by the media. You know how many white cops kill white guys? I don't know. Or white gals. I think I think it's an equal amount. It's not like this is the. Well, I'll give you this stat. This guy, um, uh, what was his name? I got it here, uh, Derek Chauvin. This cop. Mm-hmm. First of all, he has a history of of violence. Right. On his record, he was an 18 year cop and he's got more than like right around a dozen like internal affairs charges for, you know, being overly aggressive and things like that. So there in itself, like you said, you know, you know, quality force indicators of of the type of person that you're employing is obviously, you know, worth more conversation than than that. Um, You know, he has more he has more cases brought against him for being aggressive than he does being a racist so i think police brutality is the real thing that's going on here but because it was a, a white cop with a black eye that sells headlines so that's the thing that you know obviously the media is going to gravitate to but um, well
1: here's uh you want you can, can i add a little statistic here yeah please uh for you this is from Forbes, and apparently, according to a Washington Post analysis, black Americans are disproportionately affected by police violence, across the, police violence across the United States. Here's what I don't understand, though. It says, since January 1st of 2015, 4,728 people have died in police shootings, and around half of those, 2,385, were white. 1,252 were black, and 877 were Hispanic. 214 were from other racial groups. I think what they're saying is, even though there is a larger number of white people who were killed there is a larger number of black people per million who are killed versus white people per million. So per capita, African-American people are, like, there are 30 black police deaths per million versus 12 white deaths per million as of May 28th, 2020, yeah. according to the Washington Post.
0: So, but a bunch of numbers, right? So it's a bunch of numbers. That That's my point is, you know, it's not such an obvious number of of deaths that you know that the african-american population is incurring versus white i get the fear i get the under and i understand that but this this particular officer had more history of violence than he did of racism but right. the fact that it it was the perfect picture they went ahead and gravitated to that like that that's kind of that just bothers me a little bit i don't know like let's focus on the big picture here we have overly aggressive cops we don't have a bunch of racists so before you're before you know it you've incited riots that are have everybody up in arms saying black lives matter well hey i think all lives matter i think white Asian, black, it doesn't matter what you are if you if there's a risk of a cop being overly aggressive that doesn't necessarily know any boundary with with race. The other thing too of note with this particular case is this is the first cop in the state of Minnesota to ever be arrested for killing a black person in custody. So you you can really skew metrics any way you want and the but the bottom line here is the police violence situation. You have police that are it really is are reacting in the in the wrong manner. But then the media paints it a certain way, and everybody wants to get up in arms and go and attach to the fact that it's a race issue. I work with in my office of twelve people, I think four, five, five, five people are black. So five out of twelve, right? Love every one of them. I don't have any issues. You know, right. uh, everybody in our in our office, we all get along. You know, we right. have we have no beef with each other. Um, so I within my little circle, I wouldn't support the idea that racism is is real and alive in America, because in my little circle, it's not. You know, my son, we live across the street from a black family and my son plays with their daughter every single day. They are best friends. Racism is not alive on my street, right? You know what I mean? Um, but the idea that police brutality that is alive, obviously, because that's happening every day. Are, are people using aggressive measures? Absolutely. Um, did that cop that killed this man, did he wake up that day and say, I'm going to kill me a black man today? No, to our knowledge, he did not. Um, did he overstep his bounds and, and was he overly aggressive? Absolutely. So, I don't know. I th- I think the wrong the wrong issue is being focused on.
1: Well, I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> I think that the... Honestly, I feel like part of the racial motivation to this was fueled, in part, by that tweet by Donald Trump. Because... Which the, one? The one where he says, you know, when there's looting, there's shooting, you know... Um, Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, well, that, that was originally a quote from, I believe it was like a Miami police chief or something from like 1967. It was like, um, when the looting starts start shooting, uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and it was something like, that happened to do with like a race thing like back in the 60s. I'm going to find like an article about it or something. And I think, and because, I mean, it's kind of interesting that he would have said the exact same thing Without making a reference to this, you know what I mean. Oh, no, that's what it was. It I was he- from a police chief in '67 who said, "We don't mind being accused of police brutality." Um, uh, Their the efforts were to come to combat young hoodlums who have taken advantage of the civil rights campaign. Now, like it's all like the the statement is made from like this as a reference, and I think that's what people drew that from because. Like, you know, and of course, Trump, you know, rewound today. I was like, look, this is a warning. I was just saying this is a fact. Whenever that happened, you know, whenever looting starts, shooting starts. That's just a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really easy to infer a connection between the statement that he made and a famous statement made from the past that involved, you know, yeah, to tie that it directly race. to civil rights. You know, <laughs> so I do, So I think that, like, okay, so you say the media did it, but like, I don't feel like. Maybe he didn't say this is about black and white, but he certainly didn't help by saying that. I don't think, I mean, sure you had to draw from something, but yo, what you draw from is pretty bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but
0: let's talk about the, you know, let's, so, you know, we said we were going to get into talking about the rioting, like the rioting and the looting and the arson. Like, what does that prove? Like it, it proves you're angry. Right. And, and it, and then you see somebody hauling out four 60-inch TVs on a pallet, you know, on a, on a dolly out of a target that's, you know, being burnt up and destroyed. Like, okay, you taking those TVs is not going to get that cop arrested. You taking those TVs is not going to bring this man back from the dead. You taking those TVs is not going to do anything but fuel the issue at hand with people any if, if there is a prejudice and they see a black guy hauling out four tvs they're gonna think black guy is the problem or if they see a a, a cop killing a black guy they're gonna say cop is the problem so well i it's certainly was it's to it's just fueling that, that narrative man
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any justification for looting. I don't, let's be clear about that. Like, I'm not saying like, well, if this happens, then you should definitely rob this place and burn it to the ground. I I don't think there's any circumstance in which that's necessary. I mean, I do believe that people get incensed and they're, you know, they join a larger group of people, a mob mentality takes over and people do what they do, which is destroy shit, um... I mean, look, but I, I'm not saying it's excused, though. I, I think it's terrible. Nobody nobody should—no adult should, you know, undertake that kind of behavior, engage in that kind of behavior. That's just—it's foolish, and it's not built—it's not helpful of your community. It doesn't represent your community well. Um, It—I it, mean, it gets people's attention, I suppose, but what kind of attention are you looking for? It's negative attention. You're rolling through—you know, I saw a whole bunch of video, you know, with— police suvs rolling through su uh, rolling through minneapolis just hosing people down with pepper spray i mean liberally dousing driving yeah. pretty fast through the streets just letting them have it i mean if you have a whole point you know and that's a whole other thing peaceful protesters being hosed down by police i don't know but writing is just ridiculous i, I and i think you would be hard-pressed to find a looter i'm sorry looting is ridiculous writing peaceful i don't know writing's not good either but depending on what kind of force you're being met with but looting is stupid i don't even know if you'd find a looter who'd be like yeah like looting is good like i mean you might find some jackass exactly. be like yo i got home and shit be like yeah i know i'm not supposed to do it but i did it anyway right. like a lot of people do that do shit just got back to do from guitar anyway. center yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was no looting there but i figured if they're looting you know on the other side of town i can loot here um and so, arson i mean no there's 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 you no know, arson excuse, on, no, on top of that yeah, no, no excuse. there's there's no justification for that. I don't think anybody should be justifying that. And anybody who is is an idiot. like no that, that just causes damage. it causes harm to other people who had nothing to do with that situation who ha- who are not supporting or against whatever. They're completely neutral parties as far as you know, at worst. You know, I mean, if, if, if you know of somebody who was like only blue lives matter, kill African American people, then yeah, your business might be targeted. And I could, I could understand if not condone that, but, um, no, there's no excuse for it. And I'm not going to ever excuse something like that. Like, I mean, that's, that's actually a fear of mine. Like when I saw that happening in Minneapolis and I saw that there were protests in New York and, denver and here i was like my god like i mean luckily north hollywood's a solid stretch from you know downtown but god i don't want any stupid shit to start happening nobody wants that i don't think no so and i mean they're not gonna have any problems with its night. i mean uh, i they're definitely gonna try to calm things down there's a curfew in place from 8 p.m to 6 a.m in minneapolis tonight
0: so but i mean i think the whole idea of the way that they're protesting these aren't these aren't marches and these aren't sit-ins. These are obviously violent protests. These people are, are fueling the pool of, of the criminal population. So I don't think that, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how well they adhere to that because the, now that the National Guard's in there and you've got all the cops and state troopers and and everybody in riot gear, um, tensions are, are anxious and they're high. You mentioned the, the CNN news team that got arrested. Like, Oh my God, man! I couldn't get over that. I watched that video this I could morning. I
1: Not believe it. I was.
0: They shocked. straight up looked at the cops, like they were sitting there, like giving their brief, you know, and and they were, or like, oh, man, I've been in the military too long. They're no, they're not briefing anybody. They're, they're, they're giving their spiel on on their findings that they're seeing there. Reporting. Yeah, they're, they're reporting, yes. and um, all of a sudden like the SWAT team just bum rushes them and they're like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, we'll move. Where do you need us to move to? Where's a safe place? Where would you like us to go? And we'll head that way. And then they just put them in handcuffs and hauled them all
1: off. Yeah. (laughs) We even said, we're on live TV. Like how, like what, here's your invitation to not screw the pooch here, bud. Like all you have to do is point point your finger in a direction and you have made yourself look like, well, you don't look like anything other than somebody who's a reasonable human being, so you're not gonna get a pat on the back from me from just pointing a news crew somewhere else. But you certainly didn't have to screw the pooch the way you did. Right. I mean, even the governor of Minnesota came out and said, I failed you. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. The, the, dude, Especially you with wrote the media. It all the like way they to the have top.
0: credentials and all that kind of stuff. They're not they're they're not part of the problem. They were saying, Hey, we're oh wow, we can't be here, where do we go then?
1: Yeah, it's a microphone, not a rocket-propelled grenade. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, what? And, like, and did you see they were surrounded by police officers? Oh, yeah. Like, what were they? They have cameras and everything that says CNN on them in big red and white letters. I and, don't care if you, like, CNN. And none of the
0: cops, like, none of the none of the cops that were arresting them had, like, any personality. It looked like something from a sim world where, like, somebody gets stuck in a corner of a video game. Totally. they like just surrounded by people that are staring at them and it's, you know, like, I don't remember the the terminology for like video games. You have like the, uh, the characters that are not part of the storyline, but they just stand there and they just, they glitch out and move. Like, that's what it felt like. I was just like the camera is in this guy's face, but he's like not even blinking, you know, and there's like five of them. And then next thing you know, one guy acts and hauls him off. And just, it felt really, really just, mechanical
1: it was super strange the only good the only way that situation could have turned out with any sort of positive effect i think is that if the news crew that they encountered and arrested was from fox news because <laughs> anybody who sees that i mean you basically are on one or two sides of the fence you either are with yeah fox news or basically anybody else you know yeah And, you know, every Fox News was like, yeah, they got that CNN fake news, trash garbage, get them out of here. You know, like, and if it had been Fox News, yo, there would never be another white guy, white cop shooting another person ever again. (laughs) Like, it would have been over. You know what I'm saying? Like my god like imagine like them marching i mean this would never happen they had laura ingram out on the street like reporting and they arrested her (laughs) lord god trailer (laughs) homes would be flipped over across america Uh, with rage about them you know arresting a fox news i mean so that was something that i thought was interesting earlier now i did not know that they were going to release those reporters so quickly afterwards they did report uh release them pretty quickly But I was just, and I, but I had that thought, Sarah and I woke up and I saw that headline and watched the video and I was like, this is just like just another splinter that gets in between everybody else in the country. It's just such a freaking divided. There's, I've been saying this for weeks. There's just no unity at all. Well, I think the,
0: I think I I agree with that, but I, I think the thing that that shows and fully supports is the incompetence of the police. Like that's oh,
1: absolutely the lack of competence. The
0: thing that they needed that that interaction to be was professional. They right. needed that, man. They, they they could have dealt with it so much better. Oh, the cops are telling us that it's not safe for us to be here. They've they've moved us to a safer location because just over there there's a man and he has an RPG. Like they could have gone that way. But instead you have dumbass cops sitting there detaining the media. You're like Oh, my God. Like, we're here because you had an incompetent police officer. And now here's some more of you being overly aggressive and you're hauling off. And not to mention, too, the news anchor that was doing it was a black guy. And the guy that put him in handcuffs was a white guy. Like, it's yeah, it just like the worst optics ever. Yeah, man. It was a- I
1: would say the optics on that were Really it's like,
0: oh man, are you guys cousins or, you know, what, what is Oof. you? Are you relation? You know, like, oh my God, this is, this is ugly. Yeah. It was, it was not good. It's stressful though, man. Like I am, I'm really, I'm burnt out. Cause like you said, there's no unity. Like there was, there was some really crazy cool unity for like, like four and a half minutes, minutes. Yeah. and you know, and then now everything is back to the divide. And, you know, I, I noticed the, the election stuff is starting to ramp up just a little bit. And I, I can't help, but notice you got team face mask and team no face mask. <laughs> um, you got Biden went to the, uh, the Memorial day uh, changing of the guard and him and his wife, or you couldn't even see their faces because they had masks on. Then you got Trump, uh, at the SpaceX launch, just like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Who needs a mask? They they told me I'm good. I had it on back there though. If you want to believe that for a second, you can you can try to believe that. I had it on, but I don't need it now. <laughs> like, oh my god, why not? And they like all the questioning at the the SpaceX launch was was centric around Trump deciding not to wear a face mask, and you're just like, oh man. Team face mask and team no face mask.
1: Yeah, I I do think it's ridiculous. I mean, I just it just seems un. Pardon my French, but it is unfucking believable <laughs> to me that there are so many different messages being sent by so many different government officials. I mean, when the fucking CDC is making recommendations, and the presidential administration is just thumbing thumbing their nose at them, I I just. It, it infuriates me because it it not because I think that they're idiots for not wearing masks, even though I do right. Um, but the fact that they are just allowing people to just not have accurate information and not setting a good example for, you know what safety is like, put on your mask and talk about reopening everything and saving the economy. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like I mean, it you just just makes everybody safer. What is the problem? Oh, you don't want to look weak. What are you talking about? Well, you are making everybody else freak out by doing the, stupid shit.
0: The problem, the problem with anybody in a leadership position, is that obviously leader implies that there are followers, and how many followers are getting behind the the face mask being stupid thing? You know, I've I've talked about it. I'm a I'm an avid uh, fan of a couple pretty big and popular uh, podcasts, and one of them, I mean, they are just i'll go ahead and call it out it's the the podcast called uh drinking bros or ross patterson revolution very big Mm -hmm. podcasts and they are just staunchly against or not all of them but one of the the guys specifically ross patterson is just staunchly against wearing a mask he thinks it is the stupidest thing in the world and let's get our lives back and i'm not doing that i'm not participating he like he's very sarcastic about the whole thing and man like that's I can't help but wonder because he's a big Trump supporter and Trump is just, no, I don't need a mask. So if the leader won't do it, the followers aren't going to do it either. And then they ignorantly with reckless abandon decide to throw a 2000 person pool party at Lake of the Ozarks, you know, <laughs> and, and everybody's you just know like, it's bad. you guys are all dry humping on the, on the God pool deck, dang, dude. When we're supposed to be social distancing. And oh, by the way, one of those people just popped positive for uh, COVID nineteen,
1: by the way. Yeah. I you know things are going to shit in Lake of the Ozarks when you hear about it in Los Angeles. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Like I didn't even hear that from somebody in Missouri, you know, like <laughs> I heard it from somebody who worked like, Hey, aren't you from Missouri? I was like, Yeah. He's I like, have Is there a lake there called Lake of the Ozarks. I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Dude, watch this!" and showed me all this shit. I was like, "My God, I'm—I mean, I'm not—I'm not even remotely a little bit surprised. Not yeah. even a teeny tiny bit surprised." Well, I guess but I guess I shocking. am.
0: I guess I am because I think I I pretty well align with uh you know the conservative agenda for the most part. Not not every detail, but a lot of it, I guess. More more so than I do the liberal side, and uh, except for that, man, like. No, let's keep wearing face masks. Let's be smart. Let's be safe. There is no need for any more people to get the stupid virus, if it if it all possible. But the people that are like, ah, oh, whatever, it's, I'll just live my life. That just seems irresponsible and reckless. Well,
1: let me um, see where your party priorities are, Corey. Guess I won't be inviting you over for beers anytime soon. Perfect. Cause I can't come, to cow- I wouldn't go to your,
0: <laughs> your stupid liberal state anyway, man. Yes. <laughs> I know what happens out
1: there. With hey, we all- got more cows than you do. Let me tell you what, bud. Yeah. you got, you got stairs and queers and all
0: I don't see no horns, boy, <laughs> but horns, but you know, it's just, like I said, I don't agree with everything, but that is one thing that just doesn't make any damn sense to me. You have worldwide, you got people getting sick. It's not fake. Let's put on masks, let's be responsible, wash your damn hands, and let's see if we can, you know, make a dent in this thing. Uh,
1: I would love to find out in, like, five years that it was all fake. I would be, I'd be like, whoever did this, yo, like, take my money. Like, I don't even, you probably already have it all, but whatever. Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would be like, dude, you are, like, David Copperfield would just be blushing, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. But And you know what's going to be crazy, too? I thought about this the other day. You know how, like, after 9-11, you basically thought what you thought, and maybe still do, but you probably thought that until you started doing some research or started digging deeper or until, you know, those documentaries came out that, like, showed very different view- viewpoints of what happened and whatever. It's going to be, like, five or six or seven years, but we're going to start having things come out of, like, what really happened during this time. And I, See, I would have agreed
0: with you a month ago but it has literally so little focus has been on it lately that i feel like it's the thing that everybody's just trying to to forget and make it part of the past and whereas like 911 like 911 for example when it happened it was in the forefront and that was in the news and it only faded it faded over a great deal of time and it was also not a a constant uh, a constant threat being put in our face this this thing continues to ramp up and, and grow every day. It's not like they hit two towers one day and four towers the next day and eight towers the next day and 16 the next day.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about the origination of it. And not only that, but like the, the larger events that took place, like a withdrawal from the World Health Organization or the timing, you know, at which different, you know, flight paths were closed into the United States from yeah. which countries and like who excuse me, who knew what and when did they know it. It and will most
0: certainly be examined. It, it, it definitely will be. most
1: certainly. I mean, this is the b- biggest event to happen to humanity. And, you know, the closest thing to it would be World War Two. You know, maybe... You know, I would say even just the Spanish flu would really, you know, that's that's the biggest probably. But, like, I mean, World War II, I think, affected humanity just as much or whatever. Maybe it not as catastrophic. More people but, died
0: during World War II. But
1: of course. And, and hopefully it remains that way. But, I mean, this But a
0: catastrophic this, thing that was outside of human—I uh, would say human control.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just—this is— I mean, it's certainly affecting more countries. I mean, it's, it's affecting the entire planet, so it's definitely going to be studied and reviewed and revised and gone over, and uh, it's going to be beat to death a thousand different ways, and we're going to hear a thousand more crazy theories and ideas about what happened and how it happened. But uh, honestly, it's going to be really interesting just to see how the onion peels later down the road because there's so much to digest right now. The average person you or I just has no frame of reference for what's really going on no I mean zero really we can sit and talk about what we read on reddit and on Twitter all day long but and see on the news or whatever but my God we're so far from removed from what's happening next and what's gonna what's happening now
0: it's I think that's man. the scary part you know it's is you know it's good to be informed it's good to to do your research it's good to to gab about it and listen, because I think you, you find your your left right limits and your tolerances for for what you're you're willing to believe or buy in or follow or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It is scary to think that we're dealing, the the, the game of chess that's being played uh, involves some more advanced moves than we could ever comprehend. Yeah. And, hey, um,
1: what do you think's gonna What do you think is gonna happen with the whole Twitter thing? See, I don't
0: 100% understand that. It's um because I don't I don't Twitter anyway. I I think Twitter for the longest time has just been um sustained by you know it's it's stockholders or something. I don't know. I guess like,
1: I didn't mean how do you think your Twitter usage is Well, no, is going I to be know, effective. but <laughs> what
0: I mean is I because I don't use Twitter, I don't fully like understand the value of it, if that makes any sense. Like I get that, you know, it's used as a vehicle for, you know, communication, you know, one sided, however many characters that it allows or whatever. Um, But because I don't personally use it, I don't understand the impact of what it could do. So if Trump is going to be banned from it or Trump's going to overrule their ability to filter things, I don't even understand that whole piece. So maybe you could explain what what the potential is here. <coughs> or, the potential is or I work mean, I on don't, that dry cough.
1: <coughs>
0: oh, he's got the Rona folks. Hey, he's got the Rona. All of a sudden.
1: Um it's really not funny. Probably shouldn't joke about that.
0: Um it's too soon. It's far too
1: soon. <laughs> the Lincoln assassination only recently became funny. Um <laughs> You know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it would be an unprecedented move for the president of the United States to completely limit what an independent company is doing with the content that's placed on their server, like their website. Um, It's just interesting to see that the president... First of all, it's crazy to me that the president communicates with the country through Twitter anyway. Yeah,
0: it's Um, unreal.
1: But then I also just think it's crazy that not only the, – the the post that he made the other night, this is what I thought was crazy. And this is also – I guess I should have said this before, but – and then we will get back to the First Amendment thing, which is what I'm ultimately getting here to, of course. But yeah. I thought it was interesting that the president tweeted that from his own personal account, right, the, the looting and shooting tweet. And it was flagged. And then after that, it was also tweeted from the official White House tweet. Twitter, and I don't know how often the White House Twitter is mirroring mirroring Donald Trump's Twitter, but I thought it was interesting that that statement, as as seemingly polarizing as it was, was made officially and unofficially. Um, So that's just something to think about, by the way. I don't really have anything else to say about that other than, isn't that weird? Um, Yeah. But, you know, whatever Jack Dorsey's doing, saying, like, okay, like... We're going to start censoring people. I th- I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I don't know who the keeper of the fake news key is. I don't know who gets to deter- determine, like, what's true and what's not. That's interesting. However, I do think it's really funny that Zuckerberg, who has seemed to align with the Trump administration pretty clearly, um, has, <laughs> has said that, you know, it's not, you know, social media's responsibility to you know filter out what's true and what's not so people have flooded twitter and facebook with these accusations that mark zuckerberg is a pedophile and yeah <laughs> like all the all these <laughs> not true stories but he can either like he either has to take it up the butt on that or he has to <laughs> say okay never mind we're going to go ahead and like censor things that we know aren't true like Um, or, you know, say this might be false information. I mean, I just, people, no matter what you do, people are going to get the best of you. A crowd is going to beat you every time. Well, you, so you mentioned,
0: you you mentioned the first amendment issue. So yes, we do have freedom of speech and I have freedom of speech. If I am standing in my house, I can say anything I want, but if I'm going to record a podcast with my buddy Adam and I'm going to upload it through, um, you know, a host, who is then going to project that out to other companies, uh, platforms? I th- I personally think that they have some right to control that. Um, well, yeah. They don't if we ha- had a
1: vulgar podcast on ChristianPodcast.com, they're going to flag it and take it down because it exactly. doesn't meet their the requirements that you said that you would agree to. You know, whenever you signed up to use that service. So, but
0: it's becoming it is becoming a sensitive issue, though. To you know, how do you, how do you create boundaries for people with, uh, with, with what content goes there? And I think there's a, if, I don't know if you are familiar with, or you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, but he recently sold out to Spotify. He's going, I think it's, it's coming up soon. Um, maybe September he is going to be 100% exclusive on Spotify and, one of the things that was part of his contract was that he wasn't going to give them any kind of creative control. Uh, Yes, I will exclusively offer my podcast, the biggest podcast in the world um, on, on your platform, but I still get to say what I want to say, which I don't think was too much of a threat for them because he's not, he definitely has a bias in some things, but he's, he's, he, he does remain pretty neutral on a lot of things, surprisingly enough. Um, You know, he can have a a bleeding heart liberal on as a guest, and he can have you know the most staunch Mm -hmm. conservative, and he can still wrap and wrap back and forth with them pretty evenly without it being a real big issue. But you know, I think that's a big power grab um, and a big change for for what for how a company is going to operate. You know, to say, hey, we're going to take this guy over here, and then we're letting him do anything he wants, and meanwhile, you got uh, you know facebook and twitter and youtube and and everybody like that that's trying to censor people so is spotify trying to be progressive and saying hey we uh you know you can talk about anything you want over here you know we're not gonna we're not gonna limit that but obviously you're gonna you're gonna find somebody that's gonna push that boundary and then be like oh i want to put my hate speech podcast on because i love hate 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 we're gonna do the player haters ball and um we're gonna have it here over here obviously that kind of stuff needs to be brought down because it doesn't it doesn't, it says, it's not, it's not inspiring, compelling thought, you know, thought provoking conversation. It's just straight hate. Right. Um, and, and there's a difference, you know, if you can have a, a mature conversation to discuss a topic and your belief on something, that's great. Uh, if you can interject opinions and stuff like that, but if your opinions are, are just tearing down the fabric of, of a person's foundation, then, then it's, it's counterproductive.
1: I mean I couldn't agree more. I mean I think it's pretty obvious why Spotify I don't think Spotify is becoming more liberal or anything. I think you know, it's money. Right. Um obviously, but uh, I don't but know. They probably
0: they probably couldn't have picked a better person. Number 1, he's the the most popular podcast in the world. Number 2, um he is fairly neutral, you know. It's not like uh It's not like they tried to like do that with Alex Jones, you
1: know, (laughs) they're like, Hey, we got an exclusive deal with Alex Jones. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's power in numbers and that's what he's got. And, you know, I mean, he kind of is the new, he's kind of, you know, he's sort of like a new Howard Stern ish kind of person. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's I would agree with that. I'd agree with that if we're talking about the medium. Well, Well, yeah, the medium, but he's also an eccentric kind of person. You know, Joe Rogan is not your average bear anyway. You know, he's an odd guy, that Joe Rogan. He's a strange guy. I mean, we all know the stories about him, like, trying to get the world's fastest internet or something at his house and was spending, like, however much money he spent back it in the late 90s to get like t1 or t3 lines run like to his house like he's a nut yeah you know, he does weird shit so and i don't know he but he's not yeah he's not quite as shocking or whatever as howard stern once was or whatever um he definitely provides an intelligent approach though and he's a wonderful um interviewer um you know, it's thought provoking. He's he's just got kind of got the same thing going on. It's just for a different age, a different you know group of people. See, I I, I think of him more as like
0: I'm trying to think of like a good. I think of him more like a like a Barbara Walters, in the sense that like he's he's so big and and popular that he can talk to anybody about anything or like right. Or you know, like kind of how Oprah was, like oh, exclusive interview with Oprah. And You're like, well, why does Oprah be the person that gets to talk to the king of some country? Well, they she has that rapport with her, her ability to interview, and the fact that she that person doesn't feel threatened because they're going to be bringing a bias in to try to you know drive a narrative or anything like that. Like, I think he has the ability to leverage himself into that position for this day and age. Personally. I, th- I think he's. I think he's to that that level, right? Um, and it, but he the crazy thing about it is he doesn't seem to to care or even give himself that credit that he thinks that he could become that. But I think he is a voice of of uh, <laughs> it's the thing from Step Brothers. I've been told i him the voice of our generation. I think I think he has that ability. I think people like to listen to him, and he's he's good at influencing that um, because I, th- I think he feels like a safe space for some.
1: It'll be interesting to see, you know, be watching sixty minutes in twenty years, like Ed Bradley, Morley Safer, Joe Rogan, like, <laughs> right tonight it's with so you on sixty minutes. You know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think Ed Bradley or Morley Safer are still around, but um, are on the show. Actually, I don't even know if they're alive anymore. But um, it's 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 crazy how just. He, he he's just done it. i mean he's done it for a long time how long, yeah, long has he been time. doing that podcast like it's been a
0: long time it's been a long time but even his podcasts themselves like i just looked up i'm like oh we probably need to start wrapping it up we're we're like an hour and 20 minutes hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes somewhere in there like some of his episodes man they are three and a half hours long. yeah yeah it's, like it just keeps long, going baby. and it's yeah. it's really natural and uh you know, I I went to the gym one time and threw on a podcast that he was doing with, uh, uh it's like the guy that like free soloed Mount Everest and like climbed Mount, or not Everest, uh, what's it called? Uh, El Capitan.
1: Uh huh.
0: Like he like just climbed it and with no ropes or anything like that. And it was like totally fascinating guests that I had no, no knowledge of prior. And next thing I knew, I was like, I need to get off this treadmill. I've been here for two and a half hours. Right. Um, it was just very natural and very smooth, and um, I think he's got he's got good rapport there. But uh, one more thing on for before 11 we do
1: years. eleven years almost
0: yeah. yeah one more thing before we do wrap it up I wanted to to pick your brain on uh, did you follow anything with the space shuttle launch the other day
1: I really didn't when I said I was a lazy piece of shit for a few days I really meant it
0: oh okay. Well, um, you didn't miss anything because they canceled it 16 minutes before the thing was supposed oh, to go. Oh, that's up.
1: right. I did see that. Yeah. Was,
0: yeah, it was a, it was a big to do. <laughs> I had it on the TV uh, in my in my office all day long, and you know, I glance over and be like, oh, "Okay, cool." They had a little countdown thing. It's like three and a half hours to launch and two hours to launch, and there they are. They're getting in the capsule, and uh, it was crazy, man. It was very um, reminiscent of you know the old footage of of the apollo missions and stuff like that and they were talking about how how much different it is now uh in a as far as the safety concerns that, that that were originally in place apparently this rocket will launch it'll take them up there and then the rocket will come back down and and land safely on the the ground to be reused again right they're not they're not relying on the stuff that has to burn up in the atmosphere and then crash into the ocean and sink and blah, 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 blah. It's just crazy how far the technology's come. Oh, it's um, insane.
1: I mean, it's so cool too, man. Holy
0: cow. Yeah. And especially the spacesuits, man. They look like sweet, like they look like awesome, like dudes about ready to go ride their motorcycles and they're getting ready to blast off into space and they don't have any hoses hanging off of them. And they're not six times the size of themselves. It just looks like the sleek little spacesuit. Right. And then the the capsule itself too. There's like no switches and knobs or all the the clutter that was in the original modules. Like it's all touchscreen now. Um, So it's super interesting to see, especially when you value, you know, space supremacy uh, to show how much more advanced we're doing it than, than China and Russia right now. And um, so I think it's exciting. So uh, it's actually going to be on probably by around the time that I get this out. Uh, it's been rescheduled for, uh, Saturday, the 30th of May. Because, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. They had to, they had to cancel because of weather the other day. So as long as the weather holds tomorrow, they should be able to do it. And if not the backup plan for that then is, uh, the next day on Sunday. So, uh, well, I will I'll be definitely watching be watching that
1: with Ernest for sure. I mean, it's so cool. I love watching those things go up and then come back down and land themselves. That is so freaking Unbelievable, dude. Like, it's um,
0: super, uh, it just feel it
1: feels like we're in the future at that point where are they launching from do you know i actually don't know cape canaveral it's literally okay. the
0: same uh- okay It's literally the same launch pad that the Apollo missions went up on as well as all the the shuttle missions.
1: I think maybe, honest to God, something that I will never forget in my whole life that was the most incredible thing in the world to me was right after we moved to L.A., there was a SpaceX launch out here. And it was just the right time of day and everything. And they do this initial launch, and you see this rocket going across the sky. And then there is a huge, like, green plasma explosion, and it sends the other rocket up into the atmosphere. And it was... Man, if you didn't know what was going on, I mean, which we didn't at the moment, but I was like, yo, like, Bill Pullman's the president now, dude, like, welcome to Earth, dude. Like, it was on, man. It was was crazy. Coolest thing ever. I've never seen anything that cool.
0: Yeah. I've been to Cape Canaveral, but I haven't been there for a launch, so. No, um, I haven't either. Yeah, but, man, like, the explosion is so gnarly that they have to get back up two and a half miles Oh yeah, it's oh, wait, and and people even still say that it you can't beat the feeling of being there because you can feel the heat at two and a half miles. Like, oh, it's yeah. I oh mean, my you've God,
1: gotta send that thing all the way up there, man!
0: That's <laughs> just nuts. Yeah, absolutely. It really
1: nuts. is crazy. It really is crazy. But it's what a world we live in. What a world.
0: But yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. I guess uh, this is like a big step forward for us because it, it deems us independent from. Uh, from Russia since Yeah we've been catching rides the, for
1: the past 10 years or so
0: catch, Yeah catching rides for 10 years And it's like 86 million dollars per seat That's uh, Every Every time we send somebody up So um, You know you take that plus the uh, uh, The beginning of the space force uh, that, that Trump initiated And everybody kind of chuckles at that because um, You know There's also now the new Steve Carell show that came out Today that I can't wait to watch um, oh, right. Is yeah, I think that started today on the 29th. Is it Netflix? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. It's going to be priceless. All right. Um, but it's funny because, you know, being in the Air Force, like, uh all 99% of the people that are going to be the Space Force are literally just going to, like, change their uniforms from Air Force uniforms to Space Force uniforms. Like, ah. they're migrating over. They're taking certain specialties and saying, oh, you're Space Force now. Mm. Um but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's kind of a an interesting new frontier, so to speak.
1: Well, I certainly hope that they get everything figured out and stuff before I'm like fifty. I'm telling you, dude, I would do and pay anything to go up there for a little bit. That would be, I mean, holy cow! Can you imagine doing that? Like just even for twelve minutes, just getting why do you up, say
0: why do you say fifty? Because past then you won't be like physically able
1: yeah, they're not going to let some old fart like me up there and do it. I mean, I, I, maybe they will if I pay them enough to put up with my ass. But, like, I'll probably be in diapers by that point anyway. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, my point is, is like.
0: Dipe up and go, man.
1: Dude, get me. I'll strap the depends on myself. Let's do it. Um,
0: it would be cool. But I think SpaceX has already talked about, like, uh, you know, like a price scheme. And I think they they were somewhere like it's like 800000 or. Over a million. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a lot still. I mean, I certainly yeah. can't afford it now. I'm just saying in 15 years, hopefully they've... Hopefully there's something... I mean, I would love... Who would I mean, I don't know. Like, I've, Sarah and I have talked about it. Sarah's like, you cannot get me on that thing. Um, yeah. Even though she wants to go skydiving and jump out of a plane towards Doesn't the Earth. Doesn't make any sense. I don't buy that either, but... Um, my god, wouldn't that be the most exhilarating exhilarating thrill ride of all time? Like just going up, experiencing weightlessness and seeing Earth like as no creature has been able to see it for the s- 5 billion years beforehand, really, other than several hundred or thousand people by that point. You yeah. know, I mean, what an amazing I, I want to do it. Let's freaking go, dude. Like I'm be gnarly. I'm all about it. Yeah. So, good for them. Good for Elon. Good for
0: Elon Maybe Musk. And, oh, he also, uh, they they went ahead and agreed with the, the California government about uh, the child's name, and I guess they gave a, a more suitable uh, name for the child.
1: Oh, because what was it originally?
0: Like Archangel Nebulon 6, I don't even know. It oh, wasn't wow. even, there was characters, it wasn't even necessarily like letters. Um, but yeah, he's got a, the, the child now has a, a more suitable name. Uh, that the the state of California went ahead and agreed that they would they would allow him to name
1: their you child know it's getting out. crazy when names like Moon Unit and Apple or suddenly don't <laughs> seem so odd right it's completely Spork and Glork <laughs> Spork and Glork <laughs> Spork and Glork these are must our kids here. we love them They're great kids oh my god yeah that's I mean I, I wouldn't want my kids to get the shit kicked out of him like that all the time but they'll probably have some kick-ass moon boots or some shit to fight back with who knows yeah
0: rocket rocket boots they just kick them and the guy like flies away Gotta fill them up with rocket sauce though yeah well it's been fun uh we'll have to do it again uh real soon which means like maybe six months from now
1: yeah i was thinking three Uh, or four at least
0: right now i I, i'm sure that uh things are, are ramping up a little bit more so making no promises but uh hopefully we will we'll talk sooner than later
1: yes i'm sure we will
0: On that note, hasta la toodles.